Hello and happy Festivus, everyone. It is December 23rd, which means it is the um, uh, not-so-sacred, non-religious holiday known as Festivus. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to get my um, uh, aluminum pole out of the crawl space. So unfortunately, we're just going to have to settle for a Christmas episode instead. And to anyone listening who does not understand what my reference is... You will be one of the first people I talk about in this year's airing of grievances. <laughs> Welcome to Connoisseurs on the Record. I am Ian. I'm Trey. And that was a very elaborate Seinfeld reference for you. And if there's no one who's listened to Seinfeld, I am so sorry that you had to sit through such a painstaking intro. And I'm sorry you have to sit through the sound of my voice today. I'm very sick. Yeah, he... Um, the holiday season's got a... The, the change of temperature is really getting to me. Got so. himself some some ho- some holiday yeah. sniffles. I've got something going on, but so. but I'm pushing through, and I yeah. apologize for thankfully sounding we... like a sound like Michael Bolton who's been smoking for <laughs> 50 years. Thankfully, we use separate microphones, so we don't got to worry about too much cross contamination. Sweet, too much. But we're going to talk about. Christmas. We talked about Christmas earlier this week, talking about some of our favorite songs, our some underrated, overrated songs, well, either one, and just discovering some new Christmas songs. And in the process, how about we talk about one of the most overdone Christmas songs ever and the album associated with it. We are, of course, talking about Merry Christmas, the Mariah Carey Christmas album. Did now, you have any sort of expectations going into this one at all? or Now, when I was told by you that okay. we were going to be listening to this album, I was excited because obviously I'm like most people and I've only heard All I Want for Christmas is You and I've only heard that because I am bombarded with it every time the clock turns midnight on November 1st every single year. And I'll be honest... <laughs> She's I, slowly thawing out like, oh no. She is, and then she, she hits hard every year. And I'll be honest, I really do like the song. It gets old after a while, and given that they play it every single day, it takes about three days for it to get really old. But I was excited to see what the rest of that album had, if there were any other hidden gems on there. And come to find out, there actually were. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised by it. Because I... Really, I went in with hardly any expectations at all because I was just thinking, "Hey, we're doing a Christmas album. Like, what much? How much can be said about a Christmas album? You're gonna hear some Christmas songs. You're gonna hear Mariah Carey sing. The Mariah Carey wouldn't be the first artist I would reach for. But yeah, like you, I don't, I, I don't hate. All I want for Christmas is you. It's just overdone, but it is a very impressive song. It's famous for a reason. Yes. But do you want to know how many streams All I Want for Christmas is You has on Spotify? Oh. Keep in mind this is only played God. during the holiday season unless you're a psychopath. But it has 1,204,155,293 streams. Oh my god. Is that not insane? Those are Ed Sheeran numbers. No, but then think about it. This is a song that's only listened to mainly for 2 months throughout the year. And it has that many streams. That's crazy. You know how I will know if I've made it? How I know that I have actually made it, I, I, have, I have it made, like financially and in my life, I will know if I have the Mariah Carey schedule. When I can go through an entire like 11 months a year doing absolutely nothing, just sitting in my mansion with whoever she may be with at the time, just doing whatever, 
not having a care in the world, no one talks about me, no one cares about what's going on, and then one month out of the year, just get the fattest paycheck you could ever get because everyone's listening to that one song that you put out back in the 90s. I gotta be honest, do you know any other Mariah Carey songs? Um, That's not trying to put you on the spot or anything, I'm just curious. No, 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 I've heard Obsessed. Okay. Um, I'm sure I've heard others, but... Honestly, I bet you've heard, really. I bet you've heard "We Belong Together." That's a very popular one. Probably. It's it, it was I, I used the my mom used to love that song when I was a kid. I bet you've heard "Fantasy" as well. We'll have to Fantasy play some sound- of these off the air to get you educated. But yeah, she's that's the thing. She's such a successful, accomplished artist. But I do feel like a good portion of people only listen to her music when the holidays come around. And is that not? It's just a weird situation you don't see very She's much. an anomaly. It because is. I've never heard anyone just straight up say, Oh, who are you? Who's your favorite artist? I like Mariah Carey. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I can't... And not to judge anyone whose favorite artist is Mariah Carey. More power to you. I barely know. If someone were to hold a gun in my head and say, Name five Mariah Carey songs. I'd be like, Uh, how many remixes does All I Want for Christmas is you have? Because <laughs> yeah. I'll just start naming those. <laughs> that's a good question. Well, I'm actually, I'm actually curious now. But yeah, no, it's, it's very weird... Very weird situation, and it's not like a, it's not like a Michael Bublé type thing either, where he's mainly known for serenading you around the holidays, and he doesn't really have quite an accomplished catalog for the other eleven months of the year. She's got a lot of big hit songs. That's the thing. Like, Even mo- like if- most of her hits, like ninety percent of her success throughout her career has. I mean, she sold out arenas and stadiums and hit number one and gone multiple platinum just because of the... It's not just because of her Christmas music. It's because she's been wildly successful in making non-holiday music. Even if All I Want for Christmas is You never happened or never blew up and no one knew the song, she would still be a household name. Absolutely. Which is crazy considering still racking my brain i can't think of any other songs of hers she it's she is in a very odd position as far as it comes to stardom well i got to ask since we are we are on the subject of the album her christmas album which is titled merry christmas correct mhm that's creative kind of clever because it but it is kind of clever because if you look at the album art oh mc yeah, it has yeah, MC. Yeah, it says fair. MC Merry Christmas, and then right into it, Mariah Carey. Yeah, so it's almost like the Santa Claus. See, it has your initials, Scott Calvin. <laughs> but it's Santa Claus as well. <laughs> How many talking heads in a creative room did it take to come up with that? Is my question. But yeah, when you when you first when you were listening to the album, was there? Did you have any expectations for the types of songs you were gonna hear? Because there's two different types of Christmas songs, really. There's your very stereotypical. Just festive, uh, holiday cheer, you know, joy, presents, that kind of thing. There's those kind of songs. And there's your more religious, religiously based Christmas songs that tell the story of Jesus. I personally was surprised at the amount of religiously based Christmas songs that were on this album. No, I was too. not expecting that, no. which I thought was really cool. See, the funny thing is, I whenever it comes to Christmas albums, I expect at least one religiously based Christmas album because... Say what you want. It's almost impossible to listen to Christmas music or celebrate Christmas without having some sort of religious Christmas song uh, sprinkled in. Because if you had a Christmas album that's just the uh, more secular ones of Jingle Bells, I'll Be Home for Christmas, yada, yada, yada. What's what's we got? We got Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. 
really drawing a blank here. I thought, yeah. I thought I was kind of expecting a list to start flowing, but we just we hit a roadblock. I saw he was he was so ready. His he he oh his, here's his one. eyes were lit, lighting here. up, and then they just the light went out immediately. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town, and that's actually on here too. That that's is the on only there. reason I thought of it because I yeah. see it in front of me. Yeah, but yeah, those are those kind of songs. But a good portion. I mean, what are we looking at here? I was so of this, At least half of this album is story of Jesus. Those but types of songs. Not only that. But I was less so surprised of the songs that were included on the album. I was more so surprised by how they were portrayed. Because me knowing very little about Mariah Carey, but if you listen to All I Want for Christmas is You, it almost kind of personifies how Mariah Carey's music is. She is the lady with the great voice, great vocal control, great runs, very soulful R&B voice. She's able to do all this crazy stuff with her voice. That sounded just like her. Yeah, thank you. Is she I, in the I, room right now? Holy crap. Oh, that was just thank, her. Thank, thank you. Thank you. I practiced. <laughs> um, and, and then she hits the like really high oh my notes. God, she is here. Holy crap. I know, man. Mar- She's Mar- outside Mar- the door. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> surprise. This is our first guest episode. We surprise Mariah Carey is no, actually no, in the no, building no, hold on. right now. That I'm, I'm not one to believe in manifestation. But we can manifest guests on our podcast of that nature, of that size. Let's do it. We need to okay. Have, we should. You know, what, let's do it right now. It's, it's called little, manifesting. Little, little break in the little break in the action here. One guest artist that you would love to have on this podcast one day. Guest artist, I would love to have. Just on the an podcast. artist that you would love to have on the Just podcast. Just straight up. Just oh, to have a conversation with. Maybe perform a little ditty. You know what I'm saying? Oh goodness! Like as big as we want. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, oh. no, no limits whatsoever. If we're pulling out names like Mariah Carey, then yeah, absolutely. I would love to have some sort of legend on here. Okay. And first thing that comes to my mind is I would love to have some sort of country music legend. Okay, you got like, a name? I would love any... to sit and chat with maybe Alan Jackson, ah, I see. Um, George Strait, someone from that era who okay. has been there, done that, has made their money, and can just... Give you story. I love people that have stories. Yeah. Someone that I can just sit back and they can say, you know what? I remember those days back when I was touring here back in like 95 or something. Or, oh, back in the 2003 tour with this person, this happened and that happened. And like where they were during major events, where they were touring, what they did. I would love someone that's able to just take us on a journey as far as it goes. So, yeah. So, Somewhere around those lines, yeah. but I'll probably say Alan Jackson because that man was the music of my childhood. That's and awesome. how about you? Ooh, <laughs> you, I gotta you, start. You, you thought you were I, gonna go I by asked, without answering the no, question. No, when I ask these questions, I have to start using the time that you're speaking to be thinking of my. I was about answer, to say, I I'm never like, do that. You can't just um, drop a question that heavy on me and expect it not to be reciprocated. Got it. I would love to have Ad Rock and Mike D of the Beastie Boys oh, on this camera. And if MCA was still alive, I would God. love to have him. I'd love to have him more than the other two, to be completely honest with you, to pick his <laughs> I brain. I think they would, too. To pick his brain. But I'd love to have Ad Rock and Mike D. I watched the Beastie Boys documentary the other night. Uh, oh, I'm still going to watch that. On Apple TV, the Beastie Boys story. God, Those two are so charismatic and so funny, and but have such a big heart. And they they care about what they do. And I would just love to have, the, have them sitting here to cut up with and to be able to pick their minds about the stuff they've done. Oh, it'd be incredible. God, I would love to talk to them. Totally, totally off topic. Didn't mean to get us on a rabbit trail there as we were talking about Mariah We are Carey. connoisseurs with big dreams. Yes, absolutely. Again, it, the, if you set your, if you set limits for yourself, 
you're only doing harm for your future self. You know what exactly. I mean? Like that's not. Oh no, we're not trying there, to set any limits here. There are no ceilings. We may be. We a, are gonna go. We are gonna go. The up, ceiling up. is the roof. We may. <laughs> we may be the only. We may be a the ceiling podcast. Is the roof. It's Michael Jordan. It's what? a sports <laughs> thing. Sorry. It's it's. The the two people on here that listen to watch sports will understand that reference. Um, <laughs> but we may be a small podcast right now with what four or five consistent listeners. But you know it's only up from here. If you know, stay consistent and you keep going. That who, being who said, knows, who knows what the limits are? That being said, thank you for listening. Yes, we're not even wrapping up yet, but I still want to say thank you for listening. Yeah, the fact are, that you're able to sit through and listen to a couple of guys who have no idea what they're talking about talk about music. I get tired of hearing my own voice sometimes. So the fact that you guys are still oh, here. Oh God, same. Not your voice, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I wouldn't even. Not about I, wouldn't, this track. I wouldn't I'm even sorry. blame you, man. I understand. <laughs> But yes, back to the subject at hand. As I was saying, the way that the album was, um, uh, the way the songs were performed really surprised me. Because I knew Mariah was going to be showing off them pipes because that's where she shines. It was with those high notes, those soulful vocals. But I was not expecting, especially the religious songs, to be like that of a church choir. It really does feel like in those songs... You're being taken to church. Mm, that's a good way to put it. Did you have one that stood out to you in terms of one that she put a spin on herself so beautifully, but could only be done by Mariah Carey? You know what I'm saying? Oh, one that she could only touch. Undoubtedly. Okay. Unho- oh, Holy Night. I didn't know what to expect. I mean, the precedent was already kind of set with Silent Night at the beginning, which I was not expecting such a tender song as Silent Night to open an album that has All I Want for Christmas is You. I thought All I Want for Christmas is You was the opening song of this album without yeah. ever seeing it before. I just assumed. Yeah, you know? but for it to be the second song and for Silent Night in a very mellow rendition of Silent yeah. Night, as if there's any non-mellow renditions of Silent Night... <laughs> But kind of goes against the point of the whole song. Exactly. Guess, yeah. yeah, it would be, be be a pretty noisy night if it were anything else. But um, <laughs> not even a but um. That was just a lame. Don't give me credit for that. Wah, that was. Wah. Well, what what is it? Norm Macdonald would say more of a comment, really. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Rest but, in peace, Norm. We but miss you, oh, I love me some Norm. Oh, holy night! Really surprised me because it just kept growing and growing and growing, which you know I love. And the choir was incredible, but especially near the end, those high notes that she hits, even more impressive than the high note that she hits were All I Want for Christmas. She hits those whistle tone notes that are all the way up there. And literally, like, I listen to these while I'm at work. Like I've said before, I, I, I've said it in previous episodes, I listen at work. Kind of a multitasking deal for me. I was listening to this while I was in the middle of doing some, you know, busy work. And as soon as she hit those high notes near the end, I dropped what I was doing as well as my jaw. Because I'm like, not what I was expecting. And we're only like, what, three songs in? Like, was there anything? Yeah, three songs in. And I'm like, she's already dropping something like that. Where do you go from there? Yeah, having only heard All I Want for Christmas is You, it's kind of, it's kind of only given us a taste of 
the stuff she's able to do, the ranges she's able to hit. It's 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 incredible. She was one of the first vocalists, I feel like, female vocalists at least, that was known for in obviously not the first, but one of the most prominent female vocalists is known for the insanity of their range. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just absolutely especially on All I Want for Christmas is you, because that's the song most people know. And at this, at, is it at the end? You're talking about those whistly tones or whatever. Yes. That's when she's hitting those, and it just blows. It blows me away every time I hear it, even though I've heard it, thanks to, you know, corporate radio stations, yeah. a thousand times. Right. And I totally agree with you about Oh Holy Night. That's the one that blew me away mm-hmm. the most. I was like, I, at that point, I was taken aback, and I was just like, man, there's really seven songs left to go on this album. Like all the other songs on there still have the same. The album's consistent. Yes. Because they all have like. The Incredible Choir, clearly the same choir in all of them. Um, same great production, same highfalutin church sound, like the kind of church service you'd want to go to where you're stomping your feet and saying, oh, Lord, like that yes. that, that kind of incredible spiritual church yes. service. I, oh, Holy Night definitely hit the hardest, but as far as it comes to how impressive the high notes were and how well put together it was, but somehow... All the other songs still shined and did not pale in comparison. They not still managed to bring it, even if they were bringing it in different ways that the yes. other song was. No, and I think personally, praises aside, I will say the one song on there that I was not impressed with the way she, her take on it. Interpreted it. Interpreted it. Yeah. Was Joy to the World. It was a little... How do I describe it? There's some songs, to me, that should be kept similar enough to their original... Form. Some Christmas songs that should be kept similar enough to their original... The way they were originally intended to be Got to keep the spirit of the Silent song. Silent Night, for example, is one of those. Yeah. Again, it goes against the entire... If it's too uppity, if it's too... It's too bumping, if it's too upbeat, then it goes against the whole point of the song. Joy to the World, I felt like she put a little too much of her own touch on instead of letting it just... She could sing that song so beautifully if she just did it normally. You know what yeah. I'm trying to say? But that's the only real low point of the mm-hmm. album for me. The rest of the album was solid. And as I was saying about the consistency of the album, I think that's the only point when the consistency kind of dropped off. You so you because, feel the same about that yeah, song yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Because I was not expecting, among all of these incredible gospel choirs... To hear a typical '90s dance song. That's a good way to describe it. It really sounded like more of a Whitney Houston song, kind of an "I Want to Dance with Somebody" vibe. Mm. Definitely more of that kind of feel. I didn't really get a "Joy to the World" vibe when the instrumental hit. Now, granted, it picked up, and I still think it was a very, very strong song, but it just kind of stood out. But not in the way that All I Want for Christmas is You yeah. um, stood out. Yeah, I would say that was the one point of the album, to hark on your point, where dipped in quality a little bit, dipped in tastefulness a little bit, but the rest of the album picked right up. Um, I think the only other, if I were to pick a weak point, which is hard to say weak point in this album because I was genuinely surprised with it, I think the only other, only other weak point would be... Um, Miss you most at Christmas time. Yeah. 
good song. It's that middle um, portion of the album. Thing, yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. Uh, good song, but I kind of described it as All I Want for Christmas Light. I could see that. It was pretty much the exact same message as All I Want for Christmas is You, except not as catchy and didn't stick with you as much. That being said, when I first heard it, I'm like, okay, I mean, this is an okay song, but it's not really my thing. And much like all the other songs on here, the more it went on, the more I loved it. So I'm like, okay, so this is pretty good. Still not my favorite, but it gripped me near the end. Yeah. So credit where credit is due. Not once during this album did I really tune out. Awesome. I was listening the entire time. I would I would I would agree with that. Question for you: All I want for Christmas is you is obviously one of those songs that's going to be played over and over again at Christmas, no matter what, until your ears are bleeding from it. <laughs> if you could replace the world's opinion on that song where they feel they need to play it all the time all these radio stations and you could have any Christmas song by any artist that you like be played over radio stations constantly and all over TV ads the way that All I Want For Christmas Is You is what song would that be and why? That is probably the heaviest question you could have asked I gotta know Stepping outside of the album itself oh god do you have one? Like I, I, I would hope this is one of those where you actually had an answer to be honest with you, if I had to pick one, so this is a band that I don't know many listeners may have heard of before. It's an artist called Family Force 5. Oh. And in 2009, I want to say, they released an album called The Family Force 5 Christmas Pageant. I bought it the day it came out. I love that band. They're kind of a, how would you describe them genre-wise? Gosh. Christian funk rock yeah, weird just they're, Christian rock metal they're not metal, in a league of their own it is they the most unique, unique sound and every single album they released had a different sound like their debut album Business Up Front Party in the Back which is Still one of my favorite albums one. of all time it is just straight up like raging distorted stuff you'd bump on the back crazy, of a truck headed to a Friday night football game that kind of thing crazy funky sometimes campy yeah kind of oh, new no. rock I will never be ashamed of describing Family Force 5 as a little campy 100% but they, but they play into it so well and then well, Dance or Die their EP that came out after that they incorporated some more synth sounds and kind of a different sound but still stayed true to themselves they're just they're very they're very funky they're very just go and listen to them. If you haven't listened to Family Force 5, do yourself a favor. Go listen to like Cadillac well, Funk, Country Gentleman, yeah. Love Addict, one of their biggest songs. It's one of the few bands that you can't really describe using words. You just got to say, hey, go play a song for yourself and see what you think. But they had an album. They had a Christmas album they released in 2009. Family Force 5 Christmas pageant. It might be 2010, actually. My bad. The opening track, I believe, on that album was called... Car- it was it was a, their take on Carol of the Bells. And it is by far... I've heard this one, yeah. I absolutely freaking love their take on Carol of the Bells. And it just... It, it sets the rest of the album up perfectly for the kind of... The kind of twist they're going to do to these classic Christmas songs. They've got one... They've got a Hark the Herald Angels Sing um, cover. They've got Twas the Night Before Christmas. Yeah, they do a version of Twas the Night Before Christmas where they're wrapping the book, basically. 
which is really cool. But they were very creative guys. Absolutely. But that is my song that I would choose. If we if the rest of the world could appreciate Carol the Bells by Family Force Five the way I do, I think there will be a better place. That's just my personal opinion. See, I this goes back to when we were talking earlier this week. I just gravitate towards the instrumental Christmas music. So it's really hard for me to pick a song that I could see being in the same caliber or same spotlight that All I Want for Christmas Is You is because some of the ones that I want to choose already kind of have their own spot in popularity. Because I would pick, of course, Linus and Lucy. I sung the praises of that song, uh, our last Christmas discussion. But like you mentioned, it comes on the radio all the time. That's the thing. Yeah. Same for... um, um, Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas Eve slash Sarajevo or however it's pronounced. Uh, that's their that's their one that has um what, what? you've heard the one that, that it's, that's oh the, I know exactly the what you're Trans-Siberian about. Orchestra Carol of the Bells. There you go. There's yes. a, there's, there's yes. another one, but so incredible. So I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I think that this one should be do you at have, the forefront. Do you have an obscure one that you would love to get more attention? Is a good way to ask it. Then an obscure Christmas song you love that you think deserves more attention. Christmas and Hollis, man. I mentioned it last time, but Run DMC's Christmas and Hollis, I enjoy it so much. That's it's a great song. It's a banger. Is that obscure though? Is my question. I hear that in at least two Christmas ads every Christmas season. I don't think I can describe that one as obscure. Is there something? Well, maybe maybe Christmas music is the only thing I'm not a hipster when it comes to. No, no, no. But hear me out, though. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. You and I grew up listening to the same Christian music stations. Every day on the way to school when we were kids, that kind of thing. Right. There are some artists that we probably have more familiar, like familiarity with that other people listening might not who didn't grow up listening to those stations. I mean, I mentioned Sidewalk Prophets the other day when I was talking about Christmas music. One of my favorite Christmas albums. Toby, Toby Mac's got a Christmas album that I actually really enjoy. Is there anything along those lines that you might possibly look at and be like, yeah... That deserves more attention. People should listen to this song at Christmas morning. Okay. When you said Sawat Prophets, I made my ears perk up again. Um, there's one song they have on that album that I'm not sure if it could really... Because I'm over here racking my brain thinking I'm still stuck on the replacing All I Want for Christmas is You and giving it that kind of... Because I don't think there are any songs that could match that kind of energy and that kind of spotlight that it has. That's fair. But if we're just saying songs that deserve more recognition then I would go to Sidewalk Prophets and I would say their song Hey Moon Hey Hey Moon Do you ever get a tear in your eye When you think about the time that God came down I couldn't help myself gorgeous song It's a beautiful song I just it's, got to listen yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah It's very, very beautiful and such a unique perspective being the star in the sky during the story of Christmas. So, no, I think that one deserves more credit solely because it is just such a beautiful song and I haven't heard a Christmas song with that kind of perspective on it before. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Wasn't expecting all I, talking about All I Want for Christmas to lead into such a <laughs> sappy little... <laughs> tearjerker of a Christmas song. Well, I but, gotta check it out for myself now. It sounds really good. But it I sounds... mean, if, 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 if I'm gonna pick a tearjerking Christmas song, I'll pick that one over Christmas shoes any day. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, to get to wrap up the main point of the this episode, um, we gotta rate. 
Got to do our first ever holiday rating. We do got to do our holiday rating. Yes. So I guess to sum to to summarize how you feel about the album, like how would you feel, like just to sum it up, your general thoughts on it. It is definitely deserving of more attention than it gets on the back half of the album. Yeah. And it's it it should not be taken just for the one song that most people know. Right. It deserves more attention. It is so much it's definitely a some of its a sum of its parts yeah. type deal. Like Do I think it's the best Christmas album of all time? No. I, oh, no. no, not at all. Do I think it's got its flaws as we mentioned? Yeah, absolutely. But in terms of complete Christmas albums and uh, it's not one that she just phoned in. A lot oh, of no. artists that do Christmas records. Oh, that phone choir it in. wasn't phoning nothing. No, in. a lot of artists phone in Christmas records. I want to find who that choir was, and I want to try. And I would pay to see just them. Yeah. Even if Mariah ain't with them, I would be there to hear that choir. Yeah. Well, you can tell there was a lot of effort on this one. A lot of that. This album meant a lot to her. Um, I don't know about her religious background, but maybe that played into it if she has one. Oh, oh, that, that's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, it, whether she's. Regardless of what her beliefs today are, you could tell that she was raised in church. You can yeah, that influence is painted all over it. Absolutely. What kind of rating do you think we'd give it? I'm gonna give it three point five Christmas cards from Nick Cannon to his kids out of five Christmas cards from <laughs> Nick Cannon to his kids. It's actually hilarious you would say that. I was kind of like leaning in a little bit because I gave it a 3.7 3.7 okay I was about to say if you if you somehow gave the exact same rating that would have been a first so that pulls us up to a what though 7.2 Christmas cards from Nick Cannon to his kids I assume that out of 10 Christmas cards from Nick Cannon to his kids yeah I just did the math in my head you did that math way quicker than me awesome yeah definitely again we gotta keep track of where the rest of our albums rate because we really do a bad job at writing these down once we rate them (laughs) but at least for the next year, this album will remain atop our list of favorite Christmas albums we reviewed on this channel because we're not going to do another one until next December. <laughs> That's right. Yep. And if y'all have any ideas for what you want to hear next Christmas season, obviously we'll have a year of episodes under our belt by then, which is crazy to think because we're but just getting started. Get them in now. Get your Christmas ideas in for next year. Beat the priority deadline, which is January 31st, and maybe we'll use yours next 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 holiday season. That being said, next week there will be no connoisseurs because we are going to be taking some time off for New Year's just like you should. Yeah, we so, know you guys were just dying to spend your New Year's Eve, not counting down the time until the ball drops, but listening to the connoisseurs. But we're sorry to disappoint, <laughs> but we will be back the week after New Year's with a brand new episode to kick off 2023 with a bang. Absolutely. So y'all have a Merry Christmas. Uh, happy Hanukkah, whatever you may celebrate, and a very happy new year. Kwanzaa, that's another one. Kwanzaa, um, Festivus, Yep. stay go. safe, and we will see y'all next year for the 2023 episodes of Connoisseurs on the Record. Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy new year. <laughs>